Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thanks for joining us once again for Growing in Grace. I'm Mike, along with Joel, growingingrace.org. If you've just discovered us, you'll find all of our past podcasts right there. Over 10 years worth, right, Joel? Yes, about a dozen. Dozen years worth, not a dozen podcasts, but yeah, 12 years worth, almost 600 podcasts. So uh, feel free to, uh, you know, we've talked about how we don't really, we don't have any sort of a, a budget here. We don't advertise <laughs> anything like that. We we share it on Facebook. Uh, I have begun doing it on um, Reddit and Twitter. But um, if you, as a listener, like what we're doing and feel that this is a message worth sharing, feel free to pass it along to other people. That'd be, that'd just be cool. Yeah, I know. I think. You know, when people hear it from someone they know or someone they might trust, and this has been a blessing to you, and you share that with someone else, they're they're probably a little more likely to receive it than they would just from any from your average everyday Joe that they don't really know. So it's just a way to share the good news, you know, apart from your everyday life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's all kinds of you know, God has gifted each of us differently. Not everybody is an evangelist. And and kind of I guess what we're doing here, we, we're kind of like evangelists to the church. <laughs> you know, we're sharing the good news with the church because a lot of people in the church don't necessarily know the good news. I was thinking about that just this morning that and again, whenever I say this, I, I never mean to put down the church. I'm just saying that when you go to into a lot of churches, you know, what you get is a lot of preaching and I'm speaking in general, of course, but you get a lot of preaching about what you're supposed to change about yourself, maybe some principles for Christian living, uh, how to apply biblical principles to your life. And, and some of those you know, can be good or whatever, but a lot of people, that's all they hear about, what they're supposed to do, what they're supposed to do, what they're supposed to change, how they're supposed to act. And there are a lot of people who do not know who they are in Christ Jesus. They don't know, like what we were talking about last week and what we'll continue talking about this week, that they are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's not something that they can do through their efforts. It's something that he has gifted us with. There's a lot of people who really don't know that they're struggling and striving to try to become righteous by what they do when God has freely given it to us as a gift. And so that's one reason why we do what we do here on Growing in Grace. We want to share the good news with the church that there may be unbelievers, people who are outside the church who listen in. I really don't know. I don't know if we've ever heard of anybody like that, but we do hear from a lot of people in the church who listen to us and say, I've never heard that before. Or it's very rare that I hear something like what you guys are saying. And yet... It's right there in the Bible. It's right there in, in God's Word for all of us to know and to understand, and so that's why we do what we do. Yeah, and we started talking about this last week, about you as a believer being the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ, and how few people hear this thing that defines them as a, a child of God. And you're right. I mean, so much of it is, is based on doing. Years ago, a grace preacher that we knew would kind of constantly say something along these lines. He would say, this is not so much a gospel of right doing. It's a gospel of right being. 
Mm-hmm. And it was phrases like that, Joel, that just kind of turned me inside out. And I began to see the gospel in, in a whole different way than what I had been looking at for more than 20 years of, of my Christian life. So hopefully we can pass on some of these things to you that will help turn on a little bit of light, at least in the corner, and clear out some cobwebs that uh, religion has kind of put in there on purpose and, and uh, get freed up here a little bit and, and rest in knowing who you are in Jesus Christ. Because, you know, again, we posed the question last week, if you were to walk into a lot of Christian churches today and ask for a show of hands, how many here think they are righteous? Very few hands would go up because people haven't been taught about their identity in Christ. Most people, like me, once upon a time, would base our mindset, the way that we would think on where we stood with God, our position with Him, uh, how He was accepting us, how He was relating to us. It was For me, it was so much based upon how well I was doing spiritually, I would say. But I'm doing fine spiritually. I was always doing fine spiritually in Christ. But our minds and, and some of the things around us will try to tell us otherwise because we aren't always perfect. We don't always do the right things. Nobody ever has. And this isn't a sin management system. It's, it's not. This Christian life is not meant to be based upon reducing your sin count. That's a good thing when you do that. But it's never good enough by God's standard, which requires perfection. So the perfection is always found in Christ where we are placed. Right. Yeah, because, you know, last week we ended with Romans 1, 16 and 17, where it says that, you know, the gospel, in the gospel, God's righteousness is revealed. And then Paul goes on with the rest of chapter 1 of Romans to talk about man's unrighteousness, man's unrighteousness. See, we've received God's righteousness. That's the gospel. But before the gospel came about, it was about man's righteousness. And what did Paul conclude? He said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is no one righteous. No, not one. You know, Isaiah says all of our righteousness are as filthy rags. That's what our righteousness is. We can't do enough righteous things to make ourselves righteous in front of God. And so the good news that Paul comes back around to in Romans, by the time he gets to the middle half of chapter 3, is that even though all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, we're justified freely, we're made righteous freely by the gift of God's grace, by the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I'm looking in Second Corinthians here, chapter 5, really good chapter. I love so many things in here. I won't read the whole thing, but you can look in uh, chapter 5 of Second Corinthians and just see a lot of good stuff here. But we get down to verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, the person that we were in Adam passed away. And now in Christ, we're this righteous being, because it says that God reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus. Now, again, just skipping a lot of things in that chapter, I get down right to the very end. It says, for he made him who knew no sin. So God made Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus became sin. I mean, just think about that so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, here's the thing. Jesus didn't progressively become sin. It wasn't a work that Jesus did to become sin. I mean, it wasn't like he he didn't sin in order to become sin. At one point in history, though, 
all of our sin was placed on him in his body, and God judged sin at the cross. But the point is, Jesus became sin. And in the same way, we don't progressively become righteous. We've received the righteousness of God as a gift. And in fact, not only have we received it as a gift, but we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Again, no amount of works could have done that. Now, again, Jesus didn't become sin because of his sinful behavior. He became sin for us, even though he had never sinned. Now, here's the thing. In the same way, I was unrighteous. There was no righteousness in me. But when Christ became sin, even though he had never sinned, I became the righteousness of God. You became the righteousness of God, even though you had never done anything righteous in your life. Paul puts it this way, writing to Titus, he says, when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. It's all about God's grace, his mercy, and the gift of his own righteousness that he's given us. Yeah, and I know it wasn't too long ago we kind of put ourselves in the place of some people sitting out there because we, we've probably all been in this place at some time or to some degree, and that is you guys just don't know what I've done and what I keep doing. Big mistakes, fellas. There's no way that I am in a great position with God. And look, God, God can help you work through those things that you're struggling with, but they have nothing to do with who you are. And so you just need to remember that. Are you saying that what you've done, and I want you to think about this before you answer. Are you saying that what you, that you think that what you've done is too much for the blood of Jesus Christ? If that's your mentality, you need to take a step back, take a breath, and realize how ridiculous that is. Mm. <laughs> what you did wrong, your, your mistake or frequent mistakes were too much for the blood of Jesus Christ at the commission and will of Almighty God, you're overestimating yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's about exactly. all I can say about that. Looking in Romans chapter 5, comparing Adam to kind of what is referred to as a last Adam, Jesus Christ, I'm going to skip through the, the explanation that Paul gave here and, and get to the crux of it. So then, as through one transgression that came through Adam, there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness, through Jesus Christ, there resulted justification of life to all men. For as, one, as through one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, even so through the obedience of the one, Jesus Christ, the many will be made righteous. So the law came in that the transgression would increase, but where sin increased, Grace, something you mentioned earlier, Joel, grace abounded all the more. This is just important stuff for us to grasp because we're children of God. We're, we're deemed and, and identified now as, as holy and righteous and perfected, beyond reproach, blameless, anointed, forgiven, reconciled, sanctified. All of these things are now a part of who you are in him as a believer in Jesus Christ. And so let's not get looking at ourselves so much. Let's stay focused on the finished work of the cross and the resurrection and the power of that. That's right. You know, we give lip service sometimes. It's all about Jesus, but it really is all about Jesus. It's, it's really about what he did. Again, to highlight this, you know, the, what you were talking about, you know, the, 
the amount of sins that you've committed, the depths that you've gone to with your sin, the number of sins you've committed, Jesus Christ became sin for us. Everything that you've ever done, everything that you'll ever do, Jesus became sin for us. And the exchange that was made there is that we became the righteousness of God. Remember, again, Jesus had never sinned. So think of all the righteous things that Jesus did, <laughs> and he became sin. And so think of all the think of all the sinful things you've ever done, just for a second, because we don't want to have a sin consciousness. But just think about all that. Jesus became that for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. All your sin has been taken away. And you have received, by faith, the free gift of God's very own righteousness. And, and speaking of the things that you've done, ungodly behavior, unrighteousness. Okay, so if we are the righteousness of God, then why do we still commit sinful acts? Well, some people say that it's because we have two natures. We still have that sinful nature in us. Well... Do we really have two natures? Do believers really have a sinful nature? We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.